Ah, Christmas. (laughs) Christmas isn't something that's inherently funny. It's the time of year about giving and being with the ones you love, but man oh man, sometimes the ones you love drive you wild. They might be obsessed with a weird lamp, or they might light your Christmas tree on fire, or they might not believe you when you say you're a literal elf from the North Pole, but they're still your family, and you gotta love them. This week, we're watching our favorite Christmas comedies, movies that make us laugh as we put up our holiday decorations. These are the movies that are willing to embrace some of the absurdity of the hap- happiest time of the year. The movies that show that sometimes having a pic- picture-perfect Christmas is a heck of a lot harder than it looks. These movies go to prove that whether you're a child in the 50s, a worn-down dad in the 80s, or a excuse my language here, cotton-headed ninny-muggin from the 2000s. You'll always have something to laugh about in the holiday season. This episode, we're discussing Elf, A Christmas Story, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The best do, way do, to... Sp- do, do, <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was I was going to do it. <clears throat> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. Except that's not what we're doing this week. This week we're doing our Christmas comedy spectacular. What does that mean? We're talking about our favorite Christmas comedies. We're also not cussing. That's right. No what? language from any of the Best Picture Boys. I have not introduced you. You uh, cannot say whiz. anything. No cannot promises. say anything. Um, so no cursing. You might hear sleigh bells in place of it, or you might hear us say fudge, like in A Christmas Story, which we'll talk about later. But before all of that, I need to introduce myself. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... I'm Mark Wellington, and look, I don't know what to say, except it's Christmas, and we're all in misery. And I'm Chad Oliver, and guess what? I love you, I love you, I love you! Those are both quotes from movies we've watched, if mm-hmm. you guys didn't catch it. I don't know if you guys have been following along, they all always have been quotes from movies we're watching. We they like always have movies been. here. Particularly Christmas a, movies. This episode, we uh, some of us are at least pretending to. Um, are we? Well, what's 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 to pretend? <laughs> um, m- m- we have a Grinch in our midst. Chad. Um, hi, that's me. What? I live in a cave and I have a weird-looking dog. Well, that's a cat, Mark. Mark, you have a cat. That's not oh. a dog. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, that all sounds fine, but like, <laughs> like nothing wrong with living in a cave and. Having a weird dog, but like... Oh, sorry, I didn't mention this. I'm also green. (gasps) So you must hate Christmas. Yikes, yeah. Sorry. You might have a miniature heart. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It could stand to grow three sizes. It it could. We'll see if it happens by the end of this episode. Three sizes is our audience size after this (laughs) baller episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nothing else. 
Nothing really else. thought you were going to make a candy cane. Joke there. <laughs> nope, Mark, it is Christmas. We can't make any of those kind of jokes. In fact, I don't think we can say that word. I think I'll have to. We can't. It's going to be out. a sleigh bells. It'll be, um, it'll be the word candy cane. <laughs> yeah, candy cane. Um, so this is our Christmas comedy spectacular. This is our little present that we put under your podcast tree. So, you know, grab a cup of hot cocoa. Mm. Gather your family near. Have the fire burning in the fireplace as stockings are hung with care, even though that's very dangerous to be near the fire, yeah, honestly. Put, but like, pure cotton around fire, that's just asking for a disaster. I know, well, but people it's do asking it. for goodies from the big man upstairs in the North Pole. That's true. That is true. So <laughs> Um and, and, and just enjoy enjoy this present yes. that we're giving you of this of this Christmas comedy themed podcast. So before we really like delve into the movies that we're gonna talk about, I think it's important to establish mm. maybe what Christmas is. No, I think we'll skip that one. Um everybody knows what Christmas is. What um what well, would you guys How could you classify? possibly make that claim? Have you talked to every single person and asked them if they know about my personal savior? Jesus Christ, who was born in a manger. <laughs> I have not all asked them that, but based on the attendance for the movie The Star, I'm guessing everybody knows, because everybody went and saw that movie. I'm the only um, one in this podcast <laughs> that did, and we're a film <laughs> podcast. Yep. Um, so what what would you guys call a Christmas movie, I guess is the question. Like, Let's get this definition like nailed down. What is a Christmas movie? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, it's not. You... No, obviously it's an action is, is it Die Hard? Yes. If not, it's not a Christmas movie. Well, is it Die <laughs> Hard? If no, is it Gremlins? If okay. no, again, it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, Those are the only two it. Christmas movies that have ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'll I'll tell you boys my definition, because you guys are being pretty fudge and difficult. Um, I think a comedy, or nope, <laughs> I'm not going to go in the definition of a well, comedy. What is a comedy? A comedy makes you giggle. Um, I think a Christmas movie, uh, to makes be you classi- jolly. It it should. I think I think a Christmas movie at its core definition, like that, should be the first adjective you use to describe the movie you're talking about. So, if it is a movie where Christmas propels the plot, is a main focus of what everything in the movie is revolved around. So let's it's say Christmas movie. let's say there was a movie and the plot was like it's Christmas Eve and terrorists. Uh, take over a skyscraper in los angeles and a new york cop has to save his wife and save christmas would you say that that's a christmas movie according to my definition yes which works for me yes no because it is christmas not. Drives the okay oh huh what about this because christmas is the setting christmas really doesn't have much to do with what is going on in the story so what about and this also- a young child for christmas receives these magical animals that have three mm-hmm. rules don't get them wet. Don't forget about for midnight. And the third one. Um, oh, they don't like the sun. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then he doesn't obey his father because he doesn't enjoy his family like so Christmas learn, people should. You're learning lessons. Christmas. You got magical subplots. It's family. That's Christmas presents. That is magic. Christmas magic, Cody. One of the characters says she doesn't like Christmas and she comes around by the end of the movie. What is that? What is that, Cody? I think, again, it's back to my adjective rule where Christmas needs to be one of the first adjectives you use to describe it. I, I so, said for Christmas he got a... No. Uh, no, 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 no. That's still setting. That's still table setting. No, it's it drives the plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, it Cody. doesn't. Cody. Hey, Mark. Mark, take 
take Christmas out. He didn't. He didn't get that gremlin for Christmas. He got it for his birthday. Does the movie? I think still that's work? a weak argument. <laughs> I think that's an interesting point, Cody. Except there's a character who specifically says, "I don't like Christmas." I, she doesn't say, "I don't like birthdays." And her reason for not mm. liking Christmas was that because it reminds her of the fact that her dad left her on Christmas. Well, at least she's got Santa Claus still bringing her presents. Exactly. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Nobody really cares what is a Christmas movie and what isn't. No one then does. Like, let whatever. us talk about Who Die cares? Hard on the podcast. We're <laughs> gremlins. It, it 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 is just a reason for people to yell at them, like yell at people on the internet. Like, who cares truly? Yeah. For this for this podcast, though, we are trying to stick pretty close to the. It needs to fully to be Cody about Christmas rules. And for exactly. this episode, we're talking about comedies. So we're talking Fred Claus. We're talking Christmas nope. with the Cranks. We're nope. talking oh, Santa Claus. None of these? Well, we're talking Santa Claus Santa. Three, Part 3. Nope. None of those. Yeah. None Bad of Mom's those. Christmas. Daddy's Home um, too. In my opinion, Santa Claus Part 3 is an Easter movie. Whoa. Wait. <laughs> it has the Easter bunny in it. Sure. Yeah, that's but, interesting. But that's it takes place on the North Pole. Yeah, but the Easter Bunny's in it, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, Easter doesn't have many movies, so we got to give doesn't. it what we can. Yeah, you got to yeah, get it. There's it's got Passion of the Christ hop. and that bunny movie. Yeah, hop. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The Passion of the Christ and Hop. Those are two very different movies. So, yeah, th- this time we're talking about Christmas comedies. Maybe in the future we'll talk about movies that aren't quite Christmas movies but have Christmas in them or Christmas horror or something else. But this time we're focusing in on Christmas comedies. And what so I think... Let's dive into these movies, right? And well, I think we should do the natural thing and start mm-hmm. with the worst one first. Right. Get it out of the way so that we can right. debate on the two that are actually good. At the, the end one of the that's two? the one. The one. The um, one. Two. <laughs> so, well, I want to I want to point this out first because we're, we're, we're talking about Christmas comedies. And what I think is interesting for Christmas comedies is like there is... There's not as many of them, I feel like, as there is, like, Ernest Christmas. Well, there is Ernest Saves Christmas. There uh, is, which actually is a Christmas comedy, <laughs> so your whole point here is right. getting... Fudge. Fudged up. Fudged up. You're going to have oh, to do no, the bills. Oh, no, Mark! <laughs> Golly um, gee, dang it. So, oh, so, drat. Oh, so, so, man. So what I mean more so is that... Um, there's a lot of like the emotional kind of you know what as i'm saying it there's plenty of christmas comedies yeah Um, i don't know what you're talking about let's talk about national lampoon okay so let me preface this with this actually so you know what love actually is a christmas movie um not a christmas comedy not a comedy no um so it's christmas morning right you and your two podcasting brothers wake up. Oh, it's time to get up. Santa's come. You run down. You're going to the tree. Who gets the open well, presents we first? Do, well, we do the stockings first. We would go well, to the we, stockings. Mm-hmm. And uh, stockings. Well, you do we the do stockings that. until everyone gets downstairs. Once everyone's right. down there, you can open up normal mm-hmm. presents. Yeah, right, you can right, maybe right. shake up the presents, but yeah, we're not opening them yet until mom and dad come down. So, so the podcast right. so far has been stockings. <laughs> right. Yeah. What right. present and that, should we open first? Well, typically we would open the little brother's present, which is Mark and his yeah, movie that he chose except I'm, then, I'm busy here because the little brother always gets to be santa right uh-huh right. so sure. i uh, yeah. i'm bit too busy picking out presents to give them out or to right, open right. mine right so so, so 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 it should go to middle brother next uh you open your present first oh okay i'll gladly uh, open my present first 
Oh, no. No, no, uh, no. Well, we're supposed to do yes and in improv, right? And so I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yes, I will well, open. But you just said yes, there was no and. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and so, here it is. It's, it's a Christmas story. <laughs> um, so, so, so middle brother can't open his, so it's time for big brother to wait, open wait, his what, present. what's the reason? Why? I don't know. That was your job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Supposed to come Look, the, the, easy, the reason you started this whole thing was because you wanted to say Mark got to pick his movie first, I got to pick yes. mine second, Cody got to pick his third. And <laughs> but so we're talking about mine first. Don't think it was first pick. Right. Mine was third pick, but I'm going first because we're talking about worst first. It's very yeah. confusing. It's very minutia. I just wanted to get ahead of it because... This Cody movie's not that pick. great. Cody is kind ashamed of. of his film taste. So the movie I chose was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I watched this movie for the first time in high school and, of course, was super into it because it was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie that says the fudge word. Isn't that cool? Isn't it edgy? They're cracking jokes. They're kind of like, you know... Um, it's kind of a cynical take on Christmas. I just saw Fight Club for the first time. I'm into cynical things. Because um, nothing don't... is more similar to Fight Club than Christmas Vacation. <laughs> this is the Fight Club of Christmas movies. Yeah. And so I haven't necessarily seen it in a while. Don't, um, don't talk about I, Christmas Vacation. What? That's the first rule of Christmas Vacation. Don't talk about Christmas <laughs> Vacation. Well, we're breaking that, that one. You know this little um, at the end, like, where is my jingle bells? <laughs> exactly. Um, so... I haven't seen it in a while, probably like six years. When it was time for me, I picked this one because I was like, oh, it's good. Um, Rewatching it this time, I was not that big of a fan. Had either one of you boys seen it before? I had, I, so I know, I know some people who like this is their Christmas tradition movie. And I don't get it because like it's got some funny parts. I'll give it that. But like, yes. I, I saw it in, I think it was my senior year of high school. Um, mm-hmm. With someone who it was her family's tradition to watch it every year. I didn't get it, man. It was, uh, boy. I, I didn't like it from the from the first go. The closest I've ever come to seeing a vacation movie is I know someone who went on one day with a second AD from the, the most recent vacation. <laughs> cool. The Ed Helms one. <laughs> the Ed Helms one. Um. Yeah. It. Um. I don't know. It w- was it was it like a family tradition for that person to watch it? Because I find yeah. that strange. Yeah, I truly find that strange because oh, this isn't really a. It's not really family friendly, depending on the age of people in your family. Another funny story. Um, when I was watching it with my wife, uh, she was telling me, "My wife, <laughs> my wife." <laughs> Listen to our fugitive episode. It's very good. <laughs> I'm eating a cheeseburger. Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, is it is it a Royale with cheese? Callbacks to, to all of episode, our episodes. Yeah, our Pulp Fiction episode is is stupendous. Um, <laughs> who sold it to you, uh, Clerk? Yeah, yeah. Listen to our Clerk. That was our latest. G- guys, now I'm getting all lost in all this. I'm getting dazed and confused in the. Whole- <laughs> All right, guys. The idea of doing this was really an indecent proposal. Guys, listen to the Razzie episode. From do last it, year. do it, do it, do it. I just can't wait for this bit to be king. Listen to our next episode. Anyway, um, yeah, I killed the bit. Episode. I killed the bit. I our did it on purpose. I tanked thing. on. I tanked on purpose. I was a. I was a sacrifice you, on purpose. Hey, Chad, Chad, pull out the jingle bells. <laughs> that we definitely can't say. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, okay. Okay, tell so us your story. My <laughs> wife, the love so of guys, Santa. Uh, she was telling me about 
the time that her mom thought it would be a really good idea to watch this with her and her sister and her dad when they were both really young. Um, and uh, the whole time she was just going, oh, I didn't remember this part. And oh, I didn't remember this part. And then her dad was just like giving her the stink eye, giving her mom the stink eye. It was uh, bad. Funnier if you like know them, I guess, which our listeners don't. No, no. It, it seems like I also have had experiences of watching movies with my parents and them being like much more indecent than I expected. Like Breakfast Club. I watched Breakfast Club with my family, and they were like, whoop, whoo, there's pot hey, smoking and F-words. Really and really quick, what's the worst movie you've watched with your parents? Um, I would say August Osage County, which is about a mom that's a real Grinch. And I watched that with my mom. Mark, I, I can't <laughs> include that in the podcast. I got to, what's a good Christmas? Grinch. I'll use Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> Grinch. Well, uh, Meryl Streep is a real Grinch in, uh, mm-hmm. there you go. in August Osage County. And I turned around and looked at my mom and I said, I didn't know what this movie was about when I picked it, I promise. I watched Bridesmaids with my mom, <laughs> so that, that one was a bit rough. Um, um, I watched A Million Ways to Die in the West with my mother. Oof, oof. Yikes. Well, that's just a... I mean, I haven't seen it. Maybe it was a good film. <laughs> no, Sarah Silverman wipes off um, a cupcake frosting from her face at one point. Oh, boy. We'll call it that for the Christmas episode. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, kids... He means cupcake icing. Yes. Um, that's a, that's rough. So so let's actually talk about National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation. I have um, a couple of questions going into this. Well, let me run through just a loose summary real quick, and then we'll dive into individual scenes and thoughts. So uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Clark Griswold, our main character, played by uh, Chevy Chase, he just wants a Christmas bonus and a smooth Christmas holiday. It seems like he's going to get neither until he pitches a big enough fit that he gets both. And that's what Christmas is about. Oh, Pitching no. Can giant fits until you get what you want. Continue with the description because you haven't gotten to the part where they go on vacation yet. Oh, that's Is that really sequel. your biggest gripe? I don't want... It's not my Chad, biggest gripe, but we'll I'm start not gonna there. Ex- First I'm off, not gonna, there's no vacation in the movie. <laughs> I'm not they, gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna accept that. The first scene is in a car, and they're like, "We going on." Like the son literally asks the dad if they're going on Christmas vacation, and the dad says, "Nope, just getting a Christmas tree." Like I think the son would have known where they were going when they got in the car. Did you pack a suitcase? No, you're not going on vacation. Well, well the whole idea is that they've gone to like Christmas things in the past, and this time it's being. They held hadn't gone to Christmas Griswold things hold. in the past, or. What? They, they went to Wally World, not on Christmas. No, 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 not in past years. Without yes, the family has oh, gone okay. to like other members of the family for Christmas. This is the time, first time it's happening at the Griswold house. Those were probably of, better movies. Speaking of other members of the family, are all of these new characters to this movie, or do we know them from prior movies? Eddie was in the first National Lampoon's Vacation. Obviously, okay. so was uh, Clark and yeah. What about like uh, the neighbors? Mrs. Griswold, Ju- Julia, I can't remember. Julia Louis Dreyfus and yeah. What um, about Julia Louis Dreyfus? Boyfriend, husband. Those were not in the first movie. Um, what? The kids? No. Are they in European Vacation? Maybe I don't know. I've only so seen Vacation. Their Christmas entire vacation. character arc is in this. Like they're never established before this movie. Yep. No. Because okay. I could this see sucks. like being much more charmed by their scenes if like they had some kind of background. Yeah, no, I was like, all. I was like, I bet this is like a really fun callback that they're also in this movie and the last movie. But like, if this no. is they're in like their introduction is in this movie, ugh, it's fudge. Um, Audrey and what is the boy's name? I didn't write any of this the down. Kids? 
Yeah, Russ, it's uh, Rusty. Yeah, yeah, Audrey and Russ. Um, they're both in Christmas or in the first vacation, but the son is older than the daughter in the first one, and is played by Anthony Michael Hall. They do weird stuff like that where they play with their a- ages a lot. Um, I think it changes again for European. Like it's just so weird. It's they're all based on these essays. Um, not essays, that were ri- but like, but like comedy. short stories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that, the, they were published in the Harvard Lampoon or the the National National Lampoon. Lampoon. Yeah, so that that's where it kind of gets its thing. Um, hey, can so, we just talk about how we shouldn't base movies off of essays? Um, I think it works sometimes. Okay, Does it? let's focus on the movie at hand currently. So, okay. I um. Yeah, this isn't a perfect movie. It it has a lot of issues, but there are scenes that truly make me laugh a decent amount. Um, but I think where this movie doesn't quite work for me is the comedies that I tend to like now are more like character-based humor and stuff like that. And this is just a lot of snarky one-liners, which when I was 16, I would have thought was the most hilarious thing in the world, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily work for me any- anymore. I mean, I like movies with one-liners, but I like them when the one-liners are good. Ooh. I just don't think that this has any good... I think that if you're going to have a movie that's based off of like one character being sassy, it you got to write him well. You can't just tell Clark him to be sassy. Griswold is performed well by Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. but yeah, a lot of his lines fall flat. A lot of them are quite funny, but mm-hmm. it's not enough to carry a movie for me. I also don't know if anyone else in this movie is funny. Eddie is funny. Eddie yeah. is funny, but they don't play well off of each other. Uh, not really. Um, I yeah, it's just like also they don't have many scenes together. No, not really. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, I I, I think that's probably one of the problems is the rest of the characters aren't that funny. They just kind of exist. They're not. Clark is really the only Julia Louis Dreyfus right there. Use her more. Yeah, she's not doing. She's anything. just like falling over Clark's stuff. Like like oh, the ice went through my window and I'm all pissed. I also yeah a lot of property destruction in this movie which I do not appreciate. I just think it would have been better if the neighbors hadn't been in it at all. Like there's no Probably. really not a huge need for mm-hmm. them. No. Like keep also, it focused on the family. Didn't love focus on the, the family like the James like the Christian organization whatever it is. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I know the founder and CEO of focus on the family. <laughs> you want to yeah, know about Martin my childhood? Mark knows um, what's up. Uh I was going to say that you know what? Oh, I don't like the the bonus subplot either. I like the part where he's stressing about his bonus occasionally. That's kind of like because that's kind of the main plot. Is yeah, the thing. Know, like, which that is, is, is weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's not brought up until like the until like late in the movie. The first Mm-mm. half it's of brought the up movie, in the beginning. The first it, half of the he's... movie seems to be about him getting lights on his house, and when he does, I was like, cool, good into the movie. No, no, no. It, they set up the bonus thing because he's at work mm. and he's like trying to get a meeting with them. Like it, uh, yeah, it is I mean, set up. They set it up, but there's like one one scene about it in the first act, and then one scene in the in the second I, act. I would still call the it the through line plot of the movie. Yeah, no, I mean that's the only thing that carries through. But yeah. if, if mm-hmm. that's the only thing that carries through, maybe look at your script. Well, and also the the idea that he's like hyper stressed that all of his relatives are coming. Um, you know, he he just well, gets he overwhelmed. Seemed, and he seemed hyper stressed in the very first scene, so it didn't seem like his stress was building. It just seemed like he was a neurotic guy. Yeah, I I, I do think there's uh, part of that. So so we've been talking on it quite a bit. So well, it's well, not the best Christmas comedy of all time, is what we're saying. Basically, but uh, so what are wh- like? 
do you guys have any other gripes? And then let's try and find like positive, like what you guys did like about it. Um, I mean, we've been griping on it. I can jump straight to like something positive about it, I guess. Okay, go for it. Um, I really like the the build up to Eddie uh, kidnapping Clark's boss with the bonus thing. Just like the, he says like, you know what I want for Christmas? I want my boss right here, like wrapped up from so I can give him a piece of my mind. And he says some swear words and stuff, right? Uh, which I can't say on the podcast today. Correct. Um, Doesn't stop me. But and then Eddie just immediately gets in his, his RV and goes and kidnaps the boss. And I think that that's very funny. He's just like, he wanted his boss. I'm going to get the boss. I, I like that. Yeah, part. I actually like I'm surprised by the fact that I didn't when he got in the RV, I didn't realize that that's what was happening. I thought he was just bailing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I, also a little bit dumb. I like a, a decent amount of the Eddie stuff. The part where um, Clark is like telling everybody at the table, he's doing the stereotypical dad thing where he's like, you know, I heard on the news, Santa's almost here. And then Eddie is like, you serious, Clark? <laughs> like, yeah, just great. like with complete sincerity and stuff like that. I think that's a very good thing. I also love the opening titles. Um, it's kind of like its own like mini um, animated short film at the beginning. I, I like that a lot where it's like Santa keeps like getting hit by stuff. It's an animated short film, but it's not a great one. It's okay. Yeah, it's fun. I, mean, it's I don't know. I like it. It's fun. It's one of the best opening titles of the movies we watched this week. <sighs> we're focusing on the one, guys. I realize I have the worst. That's why we're talking about first. Mark, find something good in it, you stupid uh, Grinch. Oof, give me Thank you time. for censoring yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, I like, I'm trying. <laughs> You know what, Cody? If we're going to get this Grinch to find his Christmas spirit, we got to find a better movie. This movie really was, like, rough for me. And I I think there was a time that I laughed. I don't remember what it was. Um, Yeah. So that's your your, your nice thing to say about it is there was a time that you laughed? Look, I wanted to like this movie. I don't believe you at all. No, I Um, didn't. You want to be the Grinch, and we're not going to yeah. let you. No, no part of me wants to dislike Christmas, because I hate being the guy that doesn't like Christmas. And I do like Christmas. I just don't like a month of Christmas. Yeah, I don't necessarily love Christmas movies, but um, some of these are good. But I, I will say, like, I chose this one. Didn't remember it well. There's some very icky, gross stuff throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark is a garbage person. Didn't necessarily realize that when I first watched it. Um, so yeah, I don't stand by this movie. Um, but also what I was trying to think about after I watched it is I don't know what I would have replaced it with either having the third slot. Like I can't really think of like a second place Christmas comedy that I would have put in here. It's because you haven't seen home alone. Yeah. I haven't seen home alone. I haven't seen the night before there. There's just like a ton of stuff that I haven't watched. Oh, I haven't seen office Christmas party. Like, I don't know what is good or like, you know, so yeah. because I of I'll my consider home alone a comedy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Um, but the but sticky the bandits, ho- they're hilarious. The no, I mean, bandits? they're funny, but I would consider it more of an action adventure than a comedy. The, the the whole thing is I haven't seen that many Christmas comedies, so I don't know what I would have replaced it with. But let's move on. Chad, the movie you picked. Yes, I picked The Family Tradition in the Oliver House, the A Christmas Story. I almost called it The Christmas Story. It is A Christmas Story. Just one of them. Just, Just one Christmas of them. Story. Just one of them. Could, mm-hmm. be, could be anybody's Christmas. It's very good. Uh, every Christmas, we just turn on TNT or not TBS. TBS. And, yeah, TBS. And we just... 
TBS, very funny. Uh, and we just have it running um, in the background during all of our festivities on Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. Um, and yeah, we just we just watch it. It's great. Every year. Love it. Did you guys know when that tradition started? Uh, it's 97 um, is when they started doing the 24-hour oh, um, okay. TBS thing. Um, okay, so let's talk um, just a brief summary of it. So A Christmas Story, Ralphie, our main character, um, he is a 10-year-old boy. Um, he wants a nine. BB gun for he's, Christmas, he's, he's nine. and he spends the entire Christmas season trying to reach his goal, all while dealing with bullies, his oddball family, and some ethnic stereotypes. Um, so Okay, one Chad, scene. One one scene. It's a rough with, scene. It's it's a rah, 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 rough scene, but... <laughs> yes, exactly. It's It doesn't... Just close your eyes and plug your ears for like 15 seconds and you're good. Just end the movie 15 seconds early and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, truly, it's weird that it happens like right at the end. Right at the end. Uh, it's just like, this is like, good. Like, this wait, is wait, wait, like wait. a solid time. And the director's then... like, wait, guys, I haven't been racist yet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so... You know, this director also made a movie about defeating the KKK. Hey, yes, maybe too. he had something to make up for after this one. <laughs> That's he, probably it. He also directed Black Christmas, which is a very good Christmas horror movie, um, which he made before this, which is interesting. interesting. Um, so, uh, Chad, w- t- tell me some parts that you like within it. Um, I just love all the family dynamics. Uh, I love the parents a lot. Like the father and mother, they like fit into these like traditional roles, but then like. The father and Chad loves loves no, families that fit in traditional roles. No, I didn't roles. let me finish my sentence because my wife makes more money than me. So my feminist. wife, my um, wife. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 the like 1950s nuclear family, but then there's like the the dad's actually kind of an idiot, and I think. If we're going to look at these three movies. I think we kind of in these three Christmas movies see like the evolution of the Hollywood man child from like the father in this movie who's like, it, it, he's just stupid. He doesn't know how to read fragile. He insists that the blue lights are green and says, I'm not colorblind and like belittles his why He's stupid. And then we take it another step further to Clark Griswold. And then we take it another step further and we get Buddy the Elf, the ultimate man child of Will Ferrell, the ultimate man child. I think, I think it's an interesting. I think it's interesting. Yeah, in- interesting thing that we get through these three movies, which is I don't like how they stole that fragile uh, bit from Finding Nemo. It's disrespectful. Well, yeah, it's I hate also that. a Scott I, I hate that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, but you're reading a word wrong. Come on. Yeah, and, and I know it, only people who have a... ever done that. <laughs> I love I... the little brother a lot too, Randy. Yeah. I can't put my arms down. Yeah, well, that that part's that part's cute, but like my favorite my legitimate favorite part of the movie is when Ralphie's just gotten in the fight and then the mother is like making dinner and uh, she like hears something under the cabinet and she opens the cabinet and Randy's under there just pouting and she says what's the matter and he says daddy's gonna kill Ralphie (laughs) (laughs) she says he is not gonna kill Ralphie he is too and then she says uh, well can you come out of the cabinet and he just shakes his head no can I get you some milk and he thinks about it for a second. He shakes his, nods his head yes. And I just love that. I just love this little kid pouting, but he still wants a glass of milk and it's going to make him feel better. Apparently um, one time when I was a kid, my family couldn't find me and I was in a, in a cabinet like that reading an encyclopedia. 
What in case you're nerd. wondering what made me the way I am today. What a fudging nerd. You learned everything you were ever going to learn that day. Yep. About um, the letter A. <laughs> the letter A. I, I really like this movie, how it it really puts you in the mind of like a 10 year old where, you know, you're reminded of how you try to like subtly hint to your parents, what you want for Christmas. Right. And you think you're being the most clever person alive mm-hmm. and you're doing it in the most ham fisted, obvious way. Um, I love all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that they use the, the bullies chasing Ralphie as a way to like transition to new scenes. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah, like anytime um, it's home to school, school to home, you got the bullies mm-hmm. chasing them. I love it. And I also I, like how some, at some points the kids will say uncle before they start getting beat up, which is funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> it is funny. And, and I also just love the idea of like the family myth because, the, you know, the dad gets a lamp that looks like a lady's leg and he's obsessed with it and his wife hates it. And then it ends up broken and, mm. you know, there's a squabble between the family. And then like Ralphie, who um, we're hearing his narration as an older man is like talking about it as like, you know, the legend of the lamp, but nobody yeah. could ever agree what happened that day. Yeah. And just like the building of family myth, I think is really cool and something like kind of relatable. Cause everybody has the stories that get retold over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, so this movie is also based on like a, an essay or a series of essays in the New Yorker. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Similar to Christmas vacation, except it's, it's like a non comedy magazine so it doesn't have to be like outlandish which allows like a lot of these are based on true stories which you can kind of feel Mm -hmm. um and i imagine a lot of that family myth comes from those those essays i don't love all of the narration i think it happens way too often a couple of times it falls a little flat but for the most part i think it's like it it makes me feel good like it it just feels makes me feel warm like someone around christmas time is just telling stories of their past and it just it just makes me feel good at this time of year. I love yeah, it. I guess so. I, um, I agree that like it's a bit too much, but I think for the most part it works. I have um I have a take so hot that it will make your tongue not stick to a flagpole it, in December. Is it as hot as my hot cocoa? It's hotter, in fact. Ooh. I would let this one sit for a little bit before you take a sip. I'll just dump Maybe some even drop an ice cube or marshmallows. Yeah, yeah it's into your bet. take. Hey, this is not a Christmas movie. Uh. But you're saying a Christmas story is not a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas movie. Um, okay, let's think about the plots in this movie, right? There's obviously the... Yeah, there's the, the plot the where the little boy gun. wants wants a BB gun for Christmas. Okay, so that's And he like, goes that's to like, Santa Claus to ask him for a BB gun for Christmas. So that's Christmas. the main plot of... Yeah, that's the main plot of the movie. But all of the side plots aren't related to, the, to Christmas time, right? He's being bullied. That happens year-round. It's uh, cold outside enough to stick your tongue to a pole. Yeah, that happens That like happens Christmas for time. four straight months. That isn't a just Christmas thing. Mark, this is the dumbest. His this dad is the dumbest likes this. The, the, the sexy lamp has literally nothing at all to do with Christmas. It's a it's an award. It's a major award. Not a Christmas award, though. Also, what? what? Yeah. Um, so, so Cody's definition was that it has to be a movie who's... Who's every where most of the facets of the plots and the side plots are Christmas related, and it hey, can't where, just be one thing that's we, about Christmas. Where do we spend the last half hour of this hour and a half movie? Yeah, Christmas we spend, morning, opening presents, culminating in the boy getting the gift that he wanted so much, and then they go to the racist restaurant 
and they sing Christmas carols. Yeah, Christmas, 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 Christmas. This is one third of a Christmas movie. But the rest of the movie is building to that. It's that's like saying to it. that's like saying your pick for best Christmas comedy, Elf, mm-hmm. is only a Christmas movie at the end because that's the only time that it's Christmas Eve. No, because Santa is in one of the first scenes. Santa, and it's about Christmas Santa is, elves. is in the first scene of this movie. Is he? Yeah, when they're like going through the mall, you see imagery of Santa. Not the literal Santa, because this one is not like a movie where you would see the literal Santa. I think that this movie is less of a Christmas movie than its title suggests. I think it is a Christmas movie, and to call it not a Christmas movie is stupid. Cody, you're quiet. What's up? Oh, hey, boys. I just I just went and got some s'mores. Uh, what's been going on? Were you going to roast them over this over hot take? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I heard hot take and was thinking about marshmallows, so I went to go make a uh, s'more. Oh. How's everything? You guys getting oh, along? We were just talking not about fighting? whether or not Christmas, a Christmas story is a Christmas movie. Have an opinion oh, right now. what? That's my microwave. More s'mores already. <laughs> All right, we'll pause. We'll pause the recording and come back. Nope, you nope. Go ahead. Need a microwave when Mark's take is so hot that it's false. Yeah. Okay, for real. <laughs> Here are my two things. Okay, Chad, Mark's take isn't the worst take you've ever heard because you say <laughs> you say episode three is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mark, what the f- huh? it is. The, it, I did not say it's the best Star Wars movie. It's the best prequel, hands down. Obviously, because the, the other two are unwatchable. Um, um, Clone Wars is not. Attack of the Clones is not. Attack of the Clones ep- has these. It's bad. It's, it's three is not bad. It has it has one Look, subplot we'll get, that is bad. We'll just like this has one three, subplot that is Christmas. We'll get to episode three in the two thousand five miniseries I, when I pick it oh as God. my favorite I film. Of do, the year. I do I do not allow that. Second, so I so I told Chad off. Now it's Mark's turn. A Mark, stop making it so difficult for Chad to have to find Jingle Bell. Uh, sounds because you can't watch your mouth in front of santa he is always watching and he knows when you are sleeping and he knows when you're being a no, cursy no, little see, boy you, better you know out. when you're sleeping but when you're awake he just knows you're awake he doesn't watch well, you when you're awake well you know in this in the scene in the christmas story when ralphie says fudge and his mm-hmm. mom makes him eat a bar of soap that's what you're having for dinner tonight because you oh can't yeah call i know point point b mark you your argument against um, a Christmas story that it could be like it's not necessarily about Christmas. It only has a little bit of element. Also applies to Gremlins, which you were okay. trying to fight me yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, I'm just saying that I think you should have some internal some internal uh, logic here. So where where I should be allowed to pick Gremlins if he's allowed to pick the Christmas story. Uh, I think it has a Christmas. It has Christmas huh? in the title. Huh? So I'm okay. Gonna, How uh, do you okay. describe this plot without Christmas? I, I think it's about a kid and his family and him around Christmas with his family. Yeah, or it's yeah, it's around Christmas yeah. time. Just like diehards around Christmas time. with the holidays time. and all the stresses that come with picking so out a Christmas di- tree. <laughs> yeah, I think that part of Chad's argument is right. Him saying around Christmas time very loud doesn't work because that also applies to diehard. But you're right in that. Christmas is what this movie. Is I should have to defend that a Christmas story is a Christmas movie. I- Humbug. <laughs> Chad, I agree with you. But so you know, also I'm very I'm hot. I'm getting hot. <laughs> this isn't what Christmas is all about. Chad just literally wiped his nose with a handkerchief. He Mark went, is he went full humbug. He's peaking our audio too. Is this an avalanche? Because there's a peak. Um uh, is, is, that a, is that a boy in crutches in your room? Twenty eighteen, because it's twin peaks. I don't know. Um, it's the wrong year too. 
Oh gosh, I just I regretted it as I was saying it. Um, yeah, it's bad. So I got I got mixed up <laughs> because because Mark's got me so hot. <laughs> Chad, why. I Chad, I do I do like this movie a good bit. Thank you. On so it's better than Christmas he, Vacation. He, he oh, just wanted to cause a fight. I've taken Jingle Bells better than Christmas Vacation. Um, here's here's a question. Mm-hmm. There is a James Bond movie where one of the Bond girls is named Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> That's all I'm presenting. <laughs> a huge part of the plot revolves around Christmas. Um, just because that's hey, the character's name. Isn't it like Christmas Jones? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's Denise dumb. Richards plays her. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that in my Bond watch. So do we want to make um, a quick vote on what's better between a Christmas vacation and a Christmas story? Christmas Is that story. how we're going to do it? Yeah, are let's, we do it do like let's do it that Christmas way. Let's do it that way. I vote a Christmas story. Cody also votes a Christmas story. Uh, um, so yeah, unanimous pick on best pictures. It's been a while. I I don't. There's parts of Christmas Story I don't necessarily love. It what drags is, a little you, bit in the middle. Um, I'm just kind of like, okay, 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 let's go. Like, but I think for the most part, it's charming. I I don't get watching it 24 hours in one day. There's not a single movie I would want that to happen well with. you're not like i'm not paying attention during the entire time i'm like you know walking in and out of the room because i know the movie well enough that like i'm like ooh, the the parts coming up that i like and i'll, I'll perk up honestly that may be the best way to watch the movie because yeah. there are some yeah. scenes that you could just like leave yeah. and it would be fine yeah and something so. about like this movie is kind of a collection of scenes that they do tie together but it's not like if you watch one scene you're gonna be like oh wait what led up to this yeah, exactly. it, it very like it very follow. much is something that can you can watch like one scene of and then go do whatever you have to do and then come back and watch a scene an hour later. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, let's talk about the next movie. Mark, what's your pick? So, I have a history of picking movies for this podcast that I've watched half of. Um, <laughs> Wait, so you my, had you seen the whole movie before? I had, I oh, had, okay. but but my initial opinion of this movie was based on watching the first half multiple times in middle school because our classes were like forty five minutes, so we'd watch like the last day of school before Christmas break. We'd watch the first half of Elf and then go home. Um, mm-hmm. And the first half of Elf is really good. I really like the it first is. half of Elf. So is the second half. Of um, Elf. And then I watched the second half of Elf, and I was like, "What happened to the first half of Elf? No, where he's where he's just having fun and kicking it." in New York city and he's a fish out of water, but then the fish gets a family and the fish has to save Santa. Hey Mark, I don't know if you've ever read a little book called, uh, save the cat, but there is a section called the fun and game section. Mark. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's the part maybe of take the a movie screenwriting because it's a class. screen Maybe, maybe Mark. learn about story structure in a screenwriting class. Story structure, I can tell you about structure because I have an engineering degree and I can tell you all about structural and design and how you know that uh, weight limits. Look, that's all I know. Um, I have not read <laughs> Save the Cat because it seems boring and I like cats. That's no, actually they are. pretty good. It's actually um, pretty good. I'm sure that I'm, I can, yeah, pretty sure it's good. Um, Robert but... McGee. Look up Robert McGee. Okay. He's a guru. I've seen adaptations. I know who Robert McGee is. <laughs> He's um, in adaptation, weirdly. Um, I, I have his book story what I was like oh i i'd like the fun and games part of this movie but i don't necessarily like the rest of the movie right I but i don't think it. you i don't think you can get mad at it for moving past the fun and games yeah but like let, let's keep just because one section is called fun I mean, it doesn't mean the rest of the sections can't be fun i and think the rest, the rest of, of it is, is fun, fun. Like, i don't think it's nearly Finch, as fun, that whole though. stuff is like well past the what you'd call the fun and games fun in new york city buddy the elf 
but it's like so funny. I love that scene. I like that scene too. It always makes me a little bit uncomfortable anytime um, someone's being mean on screen to uh, a, a small person. But it's yes. it's like this. He's being so genuine in that moment. He just looks like. Uh, can I say is Jack- Jackass is donkey, right? Yeah, they say that yeah. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's allowed. Right. The ox and ass are feeding. Chad's favorite Christmas this, line. This is Christ the King. Okay. Can you say what you were going to say, shepherds Chad? watch and eat. Now I'm just, now this is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> this is it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I like I like a lot of different pieces of Elf. Um, you were talking about Chad how a Christmas story was your family's kind of like the the movie you guys watch nonstop yeah. uh, around the Christmas holiday. Elf is that for my family. So when I went to like watch this, there was definitely a part of me that was like, "Ugh, I'm gonna have to watch this again." But it holds up. Like it's it's very good. Um, I don't need to watch it every year. I don't need to watch any movie every year. I end up um, watching Elf every year. It's I don't think it's a tradition of mine, but I watch it every year, so I guess it is. Yeah, um, but but there's so many parts I love about it. Mark, you picked it. Like, what do you like about it? I really, I mean, like I said, I like the first act, the the first half, and I really, I really like the part that is um, the part of the movie that's in the North Pole. I think it's a really cool like production design, especially the mm-hmm. outdoor scenes where it's like literally looks like a storybook. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. I, I love um, all that. Because I then, always, I grew up loving like The Earth Out of Santa Claus, Rudolph, Frosty, mm-hmm. all those classic Christmas cartoons. And yeah, I mean, the, the inspiration is obviously from that. And I, I, I love watching that. Arctic yeah, Puffin, I mean, it, great character. It, cl- it clearly is. And I really like that. And like, it's really like visually interesting in the beginning. And then it kind of uh, fades away from being visually interesting. Right. Yeah, but but I think you have the story then. You have him reconnecting with his father. You have him falling in love. It's all, and it's also New York at Christmas time. Like, it's all yeah. kind of like your ideal. Like, it just, like, I mean, it's kind of a world I would love to live in. Like, you're falling in love in New York. I'm in love. I'm Christmas. in love, and I don't care who knows it. It's very quotable, this movie. It's too it, quotable, um, and that kind of takes away from some of the funny moments. All just, of these I movies just did are really it, quotable. But, yeah. Even yes. even Christmas Vacation is quotable. They're just the quotes aren't that funny. Mm. And I also think that the quotes for like when people are just quoting Elf, it doesn't necessarily work that well because I think that, and that's why I enjoy this movie so much is most of the comedy comes from Will Ferrell being funny. Yeah, but it, yes, but it, it it comes. They're very like character based comedy like so mm-hmm. i think all of that works very well so when somebody is like uh hey uh it's buddy what's your favorite color it just doesn't work you're just saying something but when like yeah. will ferrell does it as that character earnestly i think it works very well i make the argument that this is will ferrell's best role ever um he is, he is so thoroughly committed to this character the whole time because uh, there's some movies where you can tell he's kind of riding on autopilot. He right. doesn't do it all the time. Um, Ron Burgundy um, is a pretty fully realized character. Yeah, Ron Burgundy is really good. I think mm-hmm. I'm sure he has a better character. I just can't think of it off the, off the top of my head. I don't think that he does. I think that this was the character he was born to play, down to yes, like his physical stature being hilarious and just close. so tall. He's a tall so man. So tall. 
I found out that Jim Carrey was originally supposed to, or he was one of the people being considered to be Buddy. And uh, it might have no been thank you. fine, but it would not have mm. been like the classic that it is today. It would have been like, like righty then, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? That's hey, line delivery there. do not go in there. And he's pointing to the shower scene where no person could should go in a room where like a woman's showering and just sing along with her. Director calls that- cut and he still thinks he's a Christmas elf because he's an insane person. <laughs> Can you imagine if the if the character that Jim Carrey had stuck with for the rest of his life was not Andy Kaufman, but Buddy the Elf? Buddy the elf. <laughs> hey, honestly, I would like Jim Carrey so much more. Me too. It would be very pleasant. Um, he's just on red carpets nowadays, just eating uh, syrup. Spaghetti yeah, and he's like, oh, four food groups, syrup's one of them. Go, yeah, go, 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 go. He's going on like talk shows saying like, yeah, I've really discovered like the key to health is the five food groups, candy, candy okay. corn, candy cane. And syrup. Uh, what was the other one? Syrup. Is it? But there's five. No, it's candy, I, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. Okay, That's so it. four. Yeah, four. it's four. Um, man, the scene where he's like making his lunch and it's just spaghetti, and he throws like chocolate pop tarts in it, and he's yeah. got M and M's and he's got syrup. The and thing he just is, crushes it I and think, just shoves it in his mouth. I think it would Holy taste fine because like pasta oh, without yeah. red sauce is kind of like flavorless. So it would but just there like, was some red work. sauce on there. I guess no, 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 it was probably no. just food coloring. That was for there, there, her lunch. Yeah, th- there's red sauce when they eat spaghetti, but when he's making that monstrosity, there's no red sauce. I guess on so. It. I guess so. It um, still looks sure disgusting though. Movie. And Will Ferrell uh, the, is very good in it. The the snowball scene I love where he's just like, you know, <laughs> taking kids out yeah, with a machine gun arm. Yeah. I, I I love him in Jody. Is it Jody or Jovi? I think Jovi. it's Jovi with a V with a, for Vendetta. I like their whole dynamic. I kind of think it's one of Zoe Deschanel's best uh, roles. Mark um, shaking his head. Wait, who's who's that girl? Zoe Deschanel. It's Zoe Deschanel. Oh, it's Jess. <laughs> it's Jess from New Girl. I haven't seen New Girl, so I don't know. Oh, she's very probably good. very good in that. But it's adorable. It, it's adorable. It really is. She <sighs> she's in some bad film roles. Um, she's in almost famous for like two seconds. The, hap- yeah. the happening is uh, she's in the Bridge to Terabithia. One. Is she in Bridge to Terabithia? She's I- the teacher. That uh, spoiler is the guy falls in love with. The, Interesting. The, the child falls in love with. To be clear, Josh Hutcherson Gross. falls in love with. Josh Hutcherson. Yep. Um. So I don't. I love. I love the soundtrack to this movie. Like mm-hmm. this. If you ha- need like a definitive Christmas album to put on during the yeah. season, the soundtrack to Elf is a pretty good way to go. Even like um, the opening credits with the uh, the bum 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 bum. The score. Bum, yeah. Wow. I think I that truly, this has really good opening credits just because so the music good. is so good. So and I, it's yeah, that storybook I, art. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like it this, a lot. Um, I think this probably has the best Christmas score ever. Like because yes. that score keeps coming back. They use soundtrack, but that that score keeps yep. showing up, and yep. it's like it's so good. And it's so like this is a fully built world. You know, like it's not like there's well, a lot, a lot of, of the world is the, is New York City. True, but like I mean, you it's, you have. It's also a fantasy version of New York City where you can yeah. walk through the candy cane forest past the sea of swirly twirly gumdrops and then go through the Lincoln Tunnel, which <laughs> right. is like the funniest thing in the world to me. You know what is also a fantasy about this movie and I didn't realize until recently? Belford's is closed. 
and was closed since like the late 80s. You mean Gimbals? Gimbals, whatever. Yes, it has been. Um, the reasoning... Okay, I guess it's time to get into my theory because this plays into it. Um, my reading of Elf. So, um, Gimbals was one of the choices for Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's where he sh- was he that's where we, he was Santa. It yes. was going it was going to be, but then they struck a deal with Macy's. Oh, right. And so they did it with Macy's, but Gimbel's is mentioned in Miracle on 34th Street. And so I I was watching it this time, this is probably like the 30th time I've seen this movie, and I watched it with the lens this time that Elf may be the equivalent to Christmas movies that Cabin in the Woods is to horror movies. Uh, what? So, 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 so it like is very self-aware that it is a Christmas movie. It is embracing Christmas tropes. It's kind of pointing at them, but at the same time making a successful version of it, like Cabin in the Woods, like points at yeah. all the horror tropes. Um, but still ends up making a good horror movie. That's what this movie does. Um, and it like references so many classic Christmas movies. Like it's pulling on all of those. And so I think that's why it's like so good at getting people's Christmas spirit is it hits on all those things for people. How's it doing for your Christmas spirit, Mark? I think it. I, it's early in the month to even ask me to be cheery, honestly. Like, I'm still dealing with the fact that it's cold outside. I need baby, to get baby, used to it being... Baby, it's cold outside. Look, look, babe, it's cold outside, and it's going to take me a second to get used to that. So I'm just going to stay in here until I'm like emotionally ready to deal with the cold, and then I'll get cheery. That's my version of baby, it's, baby, it's cold outside. Well, hey, Mark, the cold never bothered me anyway. Oh, that's a Christmas um, movie, yeah. <laughs> apparently, according to Freeform, garbage. Um, it's a winter this, movie. It makes this sense. This is what Cody gets mad about is every time Frozen... Hey, they're also playing Toy Story and Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Hey, d- what do all the children thing. want for Christmas? Toys. Toys. Okay, well, they're not playing Robin Williams Thematically, toys. Thematically, so. well, that... Well, yeah, you got, you got Gotcha. You um, got a good point so, there. So do you... Um, do you guys want to know the references that it makes to other Christmas movies? Because uh, I like. I mean, we already, we already talked about like the classic uh, cartoons, like Frosty and Rudolph. You and Rudolph, it, it plays on kind of those claymation. Miracle on Thirty Fourth with Gimbals. Yeah. Yes. Um. The idea of a true Christmas person working at a department store. Um. I mean, it starts out when he's at the North Pole. His head elf is played by Ralphie from A Christmas Story. So you have that kind of straight away. Um, Then um, you have the dad having to choose family and Christmas over his job. That pops up in like a bunch of Christmas movies. Um, You have the scene where Buddy goes to the bridge and like looks down at the water, which is very reminiscent of the scene in It's a Wonderful Life. Um, then you kind of have the whole Rudolph um, kind of um, trope over it. The fact that like, oh, it's a weirdo who nobody likes. Like Buddy, he's not accepted in the North Pole um, because he's weird or different. But he ends up being what saves Christmas like Rudolph does. And then like the dad, his dad is like a Grinch or Scrooge type that like his heart grows three sizes when he hears music. Like, Okay, well, it, there's it, a character like that in every Christmas movie. So that, that one's a little that's, bit of a stretch. That's kind of Cody's point. That is my point, yes. Okay. 
that that it is playing into all these tropes. Some of them are way more specific references to particular things, but others are like kind of hitting the tropes and right. it does it successfully, I think. Um I think that the difference between this and you compared it to Cabin in the Woods is that Cabin in the Woods is like aware of that and references the fact that it's doing that. I think this movie is aware of it. It isn't like yeah, oh, no, I, spelling I, I it, it out clearly for you, but agree like, it's aware of it. But I think that there are a lot of movies that are trope heavy and smart in that way. But I don't like. I think Cabin in the Woods is on a, on another level in, in that regard. In that the I tropes think, are like a part of the plot in Cabin yeah. in the Woods, like to the point where like that's the reason why there's these tropes is because there's this like society or like this organization that like creates well, the tropes. <clears throat> Spoilers. Yeah, because we're probably going to talk about it. Yikes. In 75 years, whenever we get to it. all away. Um, but um, no, if people haven't seen it by now, they can have That's a spoiler for them. I'm not concerned about that. But if, um, if they haven't seen it by now, I don't think he ever will. <laughs> That's an elf quote. Seen it by now, I don't think he ever will. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that was the Jack in the Box laughing at Buddy. So, so I, I, I think Cabin in the Woods, um, it, it does it with a wry smile. It's kind of got that knowing grin as it does stuff. But this one is doing it earnestly is also kind of the difference. This one's like, it, it knows what it's doing, but it's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. Um, jo- also, John Favreau is a good director. Like, I think that's part of why this movie works so well. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, I mean, I don't think he's like the world's most mind-blowing director. Um, I think he's but, like a functional director who's who's mm-hmm. good and makes good movies. I don't think yeah. that he has like a distinct, I don't think he's a good director in a, in a way that a lot of people are good directors and have distinct styles and... Yeah, he's not an auteur, but he is a good director, yeah. I think is the difference, you know. But, like, yeah, he makes Elf. He makes Iron Man. He made Jungle Book, which is very good. And now he's making Lion King, which... Apparently is mind-blowing. Yeah, the, the apparently people saw the opening sequence, like, test footage and started, like, crying. Um, which he's also, has me excited. He's also in this. He's in Iron Man. He's in The Sopranos, weirdly, playing himself. Just always well, thought that was weird. He started off huh. uh, with Swingers, which was a movie he directed but also starred in with Vince Vaughn. So yeah. he, he has been an actor. He's in the movie Four Christmases just as an actor. Yeah. Like, he'll pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's in Spider-Man just as an oh, actor. I forgot but. about Four Christmases. That's the best Christmas comedy. We should have picked that. Oh, uh, Christmas with the no, Crane should have been fine. mine. Uh, I don't... I don't know. Um, but, so anyway, I, I, I love Elf. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's good. I just good. think that it... The, the decision, so the movie ends with, like, they have to save the, they have to save the Santa sleigh by believing in Christmas and everyone sings. And I think that, like, to me, the arc of this movie isn't people believing in Christmas. I think it's a son connecting with his dad. But, but that happens, Mark, because, because his dad is part of that group like when Santa's sleigh truly works the most no, is when his dad's like I get his that, dad but I, I don't believes get, in him. I don't ever see them connect. I just see him connect to his son, but I never see like they never come together and like hug and like be like this worked. I I just, I just think that it's a weird choice to end it on that beat. I, w- I think that there was there's a different way you could go to end this movie. Okay, that. do you want to do you want to hear my argument for that? Sure. Like, so in a way, it's about Buddy connecting with his dad, um, and it, he is teaching his dad stuff. But 
this movie kind of posits that Buddy doesn't necessarily need that. His dad needs him more than Buddy needs him. Then why did because Buddy? Hold on, hold on. And so I answered my um, question. And so, like, Buddy already has it with Papa Elf. Like, he's still going to be connected to Walter, and he, he still will have that relationship. But the m- bigger key is Walter relating to his other son. What is the other son's name? Um, I don't remember. C- cannot remember. Little boy. Because yeah. the the little boy is like, Dad's always eating in his room. Dad's never there for mm-hmm. me. And Buddy kind of disrupts. is on the naughty list. Yes, and so uh, Buddy comes in and disrupts their life, and th- the bigger moment is what when um, Walter's son comes in while he's doing the book pitch meeting, and he basically blows off his publisher because he needs to help his son. So up it, yours, it is, I think. He says, up I think yours. that's a good reading of it. I think it's probably the right reading of it. I just don't think the movie necessarily communicates that that as much as it could i think it spends too much time think, talking about buddy because buddy's the more interesting character so a lot of the other characters who have actual emotional arcs kind of get left in the dust i i, I think you're right but but i do, i do think it's michael is his name it, it's more michael, about yeah. buddy coming in and helping michael and walter reconnect and like buddy and walter will like um you know what's interesting i think about this a lot the the, the other movies we talked about okay Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story. Both have had sequels. Both have had multiple sequels, technically. Um, Christmas Stories were not that successful. There was one called, like, Summer Story Wait, or something really? like that. Yeah. Was it with and the then, same actors? No. Because okay. um, A Christmas Story 2 is the same characters, different actors, like, 20 years later. And I never saw it, because why? Right, but a summer story or whatever it's called is the same characters and stuff like that. But the um, the it's narrator they call it, they call the it a summer story instead of a Fourth of July story because like it might end on Fourth of July, but it's about the summer. Um, g- you can go to the South Pole. Okay, I, I'm looking up what it's called. Um, yeah, it's called My Summer Story. Um, That's is so the name of it? Weird. Yeah, it's I weird. think, th- and then th- cr- go ahead. I think that you're gonna you're gonna point out that Elf has never had a true sequel. It's had TV specials and such, mm-hmm. but it's well. Never I was like gonna a... point like Christmas Vacation had sequels and stuff like that, but Elf has never had a sequel, and it's arguably was way more successful than either one of these movies. Yeah, but I think that Will Ferrell isn't like you can get the fudging cast. Uh, I'm sorry, fudging. You can get the fudging cast of a Christmas Story to redo to make another movie because they aren't like they aren't Will Ferrell and they're not Ed Asner. Like they're kind of nobodies, but it's, these people are busy and have a big schedule and I don't know. But also Elf is a huge movie. I don't know if that quite works because like, but they uh, also don't make big budget Christmas movies. Christmas Vacation was a sequel too. It wasn't like, yes, it was. It was a threequel. It doesn't, it was right. It w- it was the bad mom's Christmas thing where like a, right. the first movie came out and then the next one was a Christmas one. But I'm just saying like Elf not having a sequel like Santa Claus had two sequels. I don't I I'm not arguing that Elf should. I just think it's interesting that a movie that popular that successful has only had one like 20 minute Christmas special like yeah. two years ago on NBC. It also like, might I just be find it interesting that John Favreau ha- is is signed onto this big Disney deal where he's doing two Iron Mans and two live action Disney movies. And he's busy and probably signed into a contract that won't let it give him that kind of time. 
I have read that like Will Ferrell just doesn't want to do a second one. He's like, I yeah. think it stands on its own, which I think is true. Like, I, I think mean, that's good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm kind of glad that it exists on its own. Um, we'll see if we get Elf two in like six years, I but mean, we um, will. We will. We uh, we'll get some version of it. We ready to vote on what's better between Elf and a Christmas Story? Well, Mark wanted to tell us. He he said he was talking to his friend about like who could have because oh, we yeah. we so are. I was talking to someone about the fact that no one could play Buddy. No one else could play it, Buddy. And, and I stand by that yeah. pretty firmly. I stand by it, but I think that there are other other care other actors who kind of would have done a different type of Buddy. And this mm. person mentioned mm. uh, Paul Rudd. Which I think would be an interesting buddy. Ew. Definitely not. Definitely not the same type of buddy. But I think it would be interesting to t- to see Paul Rudd's take on the character. So like, have have you seen the movie They Came Together? No, and you oh. should probably jingle that out. <laughs> well, no! if, you, if you if you hadn't said it, they wouldn't have. Like, it's just the name of the movie. It's made by the people who did Wet Hot Mark. You should watch it. Yeah. Um, so like, he's like really just like sincere. Like o- overly just in that movie, just like a cheesy. Maybe he could do carry that over into the elf, but but why would you replace Will Ferrell because he like did it perfectly? I'm just I'm just thinking like if you were going to make Elf now, which is a game we like to play, who would oh, you cast? I actually as, know exactly who I would cast. Who? Kyle Mooney. I think would oh. be. Fudge. <laughs> Fudge. Um, <laughs> I think, I think Kyle Mooney would be like he's kind of the only one who could do that. I think Beck Bennett maybe it would have to be an SNL person. But I watched Brigsby Bear and the amount of earnestness and stuff that Kyle Mooney brings to that. I think he could be a buddy. I still think. I don't. Uh, I think that buddy choice. is more Zach than Woods. earnest. I think he's also naive. Zach Woods is a great pick. Zach, Zach um, Woods would be pretty good. I don't think that earnestness is the quality you should be looking for as much as just naivety and um, just kind of being like bold and willing to kind of do something something out of the box. Yeah, I think Kyle Mooney still falls within that though. Oh still yeah, falls, yeah. Um, you you boys should watch Brigsby Bear and so I know really I should. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, now we need to vote between Elf and a Christmas Story. Um, so uh, I'll go first. Um, okay. I like Elf a lot, but like Mark, I also am not crazy about the third act. I think Thank it you. like kind of, uh, it doesn't fall apart. It just like becomes, it leans too heavily into its Christmas cheer to the point where like you're forgetting yeah. why you're watching the movie. I and so that's, love all that. And so I that's mean, why I think it's, and so that's why I pick a Christmas story. Uh, I love that the whole movie, like it's, it's like we said, like it's these scenes that stand alone, but all all the while you're watching this kid just getting pressed down by the hard world. He's like learning that earth, that the life just sucks sometimes. Little Orphan Annie is just a crummy commercial. He's getting beat up by the bullies at school. You know, he's, he's just on the cusp of like losing that childlike um, optimism that kids carry with them through life. And then he gets his Red Rider BB gun. Christmas just comes and it fills him with hope and cheer. And uh, I think it just it just buys him another year of, of being a kid by the end of the movie as he's hugging his gift, snug in his bed. Okay. All is right with the world. I love it. It makes me so happy every time. 
I'll go next. Um, so the cheesiness, the Christmas cheer part at the end of Elf, I love. I love when Michael reads the book and he tells people what they're going to get for Christmas because it's what they've asked for and improve Santa. Front, I love Matt. I love Matt Walsh randomly popping in for one scene to play somebody talking to the reporter. I think he's all so of that's good the, in that role too. It's, it's like a so role that funny. does not have to be interesting. <laughs> no, but he's just like he's <laughs> giving an interview, but he's just hitting on the reporter the whole time. But like she's just like not having it. it it's good. I I Elf I should hate because I watch it all the time and I do get annoyed at its popularity, but I don't I can't deny how good it is. Elf is far and above. The, uh, to me, it's straight up the best Christmas movie, not even the best Christmas comedy. Well, that's um, insane, so I'm gonna... but okay. Okay, what Christmas movie that isn't a Christmas comedy is good? It's Chad. a Wonderful Life. All right, well, I'm asleep already. Um, so it's my turn to wake I, I pick up. I pick is up. it? Yeah, let's see oh, if uh, Grinch's heart has grown. Has, I pick has... Christmas Vacation. What? <laughs> no. Okay. So, no, yeah, so that would just make that's not in, that's not in the running anymore. Here's my thought. Here, um, Christmas, a Christmas story, is a movie that is not about Christmas cheer, which gets it some points in my book. Oh, it's a God. book about growing up with your family. It's a movie, not a book. Well, it originally it was a it was a series of essays, which you can basically put into a book, right? It it's did a publish movie. It as a book. I mean, if you think about it, if you really think about it, it's a book. Um, <laughs> the it's like an audio book with visual elements. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's like a picture book, but moving pictures. Um, I think it's a con- it's a more consistent movie. It doesn't like. I think all of the parts of it are equally interesting, which is not something I can necessarily say about Elf. But I will give this to Elf. <laughs> there is no single part of, of a Christmas story that is as good as most of Elf. Yep. I think that. Elf, while not as consistent as A Christmas Story, has higher highs and its lows aren't low enough to offset those high highs. So I think that just just watching the first like third, first two thirds of Elf and then getting through the end is better than watching all of A Christmas Story at the same time. I, mm-hmm. I do think that I would probably enjoy Christmas Story more than Elf if it was playing in the background as I was leaving the house to buy more turkey or whatever you do on Christmas. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's just buying um, turkey mostly. Yeah, it's just buying turkey and yeah. giving people turkey as presents. Um so I'm picking elf over a Christmas story. Well, well Mark there you have it. By golly, we've we found our best Christmas comedy. Uh have we found your Christmas spirit? Uh give me a week after this podcast comes out and I might be I might be cheery. Well seeing as that will be Christmas Day, I hope so. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um yeah, so Elf is officially the best Christmas comedy, according to us. Um, before we wrap up the show, though, I want to talk to you boys. What uh, like let let's let's spread some of the holiday cheer. Like, what is what is what do you guys? What is your traditions? What are your holiday tra- traditions? One tradition that I really like that we kind of started later. Like, it was probably my junior year of high school that we actually started this tradition. Um, where my mom has all these um, like uh, cookie cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. It, like we always make Christmas cookies, obviously. Like that's not a weird thing. But she's got all these uh, cookie cutters from like just years of like three kids growing up, different holidays. There's hearts for Valentine's Day, carrots for like bunnies for Easter. 
Um, and we just started like making all of them on Christmas. Like just we'll, we'll have like an <laughs> egg, uh, an egg shaped cookie and we'll like make it like really ugly. We'll put like sprinkles that don't match or look good together on it. And we just make yeah, ugly. Screw Easter. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Grinches. Ugly Easter Valentine's Bugs Bunny Christmas cookies. That's so good. It's such a it's such Mark, a good tradition. It makes me happy now when we do it. That's very good, Mark. Um, yeah, this is an I don't know how unique of a tradition of this is, but every Christmas my parents used to get us all like brand new pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine do that, and they would be like unique to like like if I was into cars one year, I would get like a pajama pants with like cars on them. And nice. I don't wear like I I have never been a huge pajama person, but like just like. Falling asleep and waking up in pajamas on Christmas Day always just felt so like right. Mm. Well, because this Christmas, this Christmas I was like, I don't want pajamas because I'm an adult and pajamas are kind of weird. But give me some nice sweatpants because I don't have any like sweatpants to lounge in. Mm -hmm. I just want something Mm -hmm. to lounge in. See, I I I still will like go home and um spend the you know be at my parents' house for Christmas morning. So we also get that new pajamas and going to bed in new pajamas feels great. Mm. Um, last year the pajamas I got were uh, uh pajama pants were Pikachu's wearing Santa hats. I remember so, like, those. <laughs> you, Wait, you, how do I remember those? Uh, <laughs> I wasn't yeah, living I with know. you last year. <laughs> well, you've come to visit. He sees I think you I when was... you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Mark, Mark knows when you've been bad or good. Mm. Mark, hey, when we good for goodness sake. <laughs> Mark, when we went to hang out in Atlanta, I wore them. Um, okay. When we went to sleep, that's how you recognize them. Chad wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was. He's just far away. Yeah, I mean, I live um, in California. What? Yeah, California, California. Here yeah. we Anyway, oh, sorry, I just went to the entourage uh, theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so my Christmas tradition, I have been with my fiance for six years now. And every Christmas on Christmas Day, uh, you know, we will like I'll do Christmas with my family. She'll do Christmas with her family. She'll come over, get her presents from mine. I'll go and get her presents from her family. Well, you'll pick and up her presents for her from her family. Yeah, I may have said it confusing. But anyway, afterwards, we go see a movie. <laughs> like, mm. I, I just love yeah, something about a Christmas a Day movie. movie is very good. Oh, it's so good. I started I started doing it even before me and Olivia started dating because I had, like, friends in, like, youth group and stuff who would go. And I'd be like, yeah, I've been up since 6, and I love my family, but it is, you know, 2 o'clock now. I need to get out of the house. Um, and it's just – it's most everybody's in good cheer on that day good movies are out i think that that's turning into a christmas tradition with my family as well because i have older sisters who all have their own kids so they want to spend christmas day at their house so that leaves me single childless mark with nothing to do on december 25th so i'm like all right mom let's go see some movies and last last year we saw la la land we saw rogue one for my second time and it's just like there's nothing like going to a movie and your mom's paying and you can get whatever snacks you want because your mom's exactly. paying and mm. she bought me a she bought me a 2017 bucket because she was like we should get Aww. popcorn and you should have this i mean uh i didn't That's use it very great. often because we switched to amc pretty soon but it was a right. nice thought yes and um yeah i think i saw la la land as my christmas movie last year what do you guys uh i saw manchester by the sea on christmas last year which Yikes. was a downer yeah, not a I good. had a blue. 
Christmas. I think my Christmas movie this year is going to be Greatest Showman. Um, I also think it may be mine. Oh, for it, sure. It's a musical, and Christmas movies should be musicals. And yeah. it looks dumb and kid-friendly and exactly like what I want for Christmas. I don't think you necessarily have to go see a good movie on Christmas. I, I think it's better to watch a comfort food movie, you know? I think the fact that I watched Rogue One the second time last Christmas was nice because I was like, all right, cool. I can take as many pee breaks as I need and I can mm-hmm. just hang out and yeah. watch Star Wars. Yeah, and like I'm going to be seeing good movies every other day of that week while I'm trying to think of stuff to do while I'm back home. I will save Christmas for my comfort food. Like, ooh, let's just watch a great show. Let's see Hugh Jackman sing, please. Yeah. Um, I love that so, Hugh. Oh, gotta love Hugh. Um, okay, so let's wrap up the show. Um, from best pictures to all of you, we wish you a very happy holiday. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. We've got a conservative celebrate. in the White House. We say Merry Christmas. We say we do say Merry Christmas because, honestly, nobody cares that much. Yeah, nobody but we also cares say, at all. Every president <laughs> yep. ever has said Merry Christmas. No right. Matter what. But we do extend happy holidays um, for whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Hanukkah. That's if that's Hanukkah, if Kwanzaa. that's Kwanzaa, if that's what is, uh, if that's Festivus, if it's Candle Nights, if it's any kind of holiday that you life celebrate, day. like life if day. it's Life Day, you know, it is good that they've started releasing Star Wars movies around Life Day. It really feels yeah. fitting. Yeah, it's a nice celebration. Right. So happy holidays to everybody from the Best Picture Boys. We hope you enjoyed this little podcast present. Um, and so, I just want to take a moment. I know I've gotten a lot of grief on this podcast for being a Grinch, and I just wanted to, to extend to all of my podcast family a very sincere bah humbug. Oh, you got me. I really thought you were coming <laughs> oh, around. I got you good. Yeah, he, got us, he got us good. Um, and for Christmas, we're thankful we have the present of you guys listening. You know, how about that? The greatest gift of all. Um, well, my personal... Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then and then the listeners of the podcast. Right, right, really, close, right, right, right. really close time. And if you want to give us a Christmas present of telling your friends about the show, we would greatly appreciate it. We would also enjoy the very good Christmas present of you following us on Twitter at WePickPicks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S. If you also want to give us the gift of joining our Facebook group, um, where we will surely be talking about um, Mark's Scrooge nature. Um, if you want to follow me, um, give me a present just for me. You can follow me at Cody Lunsford underscore um, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Letterboxd. Also, you can find Best Pictures on Letterboxd. Check us out there. Um, Mark, what do you want for Christmas? You can, uh, for Christmas, I already talked about sweatpants. That's really it. Just give me some sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Even if two people give me sweatpants, that's cool. I want two pairs of sweatpants. Set up, a P- set up a P.O. box so people can send you. <laughs> Look, uh... if you want my address, just ask me on Facebook. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to give me sweatpants, I will give you my address. Um, uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, though, mm-hmm. at, at Watlington Mark. You want me to spell Watlington? I never do when I probably should. W-A-T-L-I-N-G-T-O-N, Mark. Like the word Mark. It's an, it's my name. <laughs> yep. um, on Letterboxd, it's easier to spell but less logical. Mark 0014. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even have an answer. Chad, what do you want for Christmas? Boy, man, really put me on the spot. Um, I guess some followers on Twitter uh, would be good. You can follow me at Chad A. Oliver. Um, a couple retweets, maybe a favorite or two or three or four. Maybe. 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe four max though, not more than. Four. Yeah, no more than four. I mean, that's not that would be crazy. ridiculous. Let's get all of Chad's tweets to have exactly four likes. Yeah, you got to contact people to like bring some down. Bring yeah, some right. Up. Yeah, like hey, I'm, right. I'm like that. Um, and then yeah, you can also follow me on Letterboxd and like like some of my reviews of movies like The Star, um, which I gave one star <laughs> to. As it was, you did that live on the podcast. Live on the podcast two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. So. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing it up once again. Um, okay, so that's it for this week's show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. But I need to know from you, Mark, what is the best huh? Christmas comedy of all time? Cody, I just told you that it's Elf. Um, I do wonder what Chad thinks. Uh, hey, Chad, what's the best picture of Christmas movie of all time? Boop, boop, shoop. Oh, I'm sorry. You got me singing. Uh, what was the question? What's the best Christmas comedy I'm of all time? Dreaming. It's Elf. Okay. Hey, Cody. What up? Do you want to sing White Christmas with me? Nope. Oh. <laughs> I want to go to bed. Well, hey, what do you think is the best Christmas movie, the best Christmas comedy of all time? Though? Also, do you want to build a snowman? Do you want to build a snowman? Um, Like, you know, there's a snowman in my favorite Christmas comedy of all time and that is the motion picture elf thanks everyone for listening and remember you'll shoot your eye out Next episode on Best Pictures, we are hopping back into the year 1994 and discussing my pick for Best Picture of 1994. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is the animated classic, The Lion King. One of the most successful movies of all time, one of the most successful animated films of all time, and a movie that I have no joke seen about 65 times. So join us next week as we talk about The Lion King.